two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Rehearsal Time with Group Two. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. He's an amazing pianist, amateur ornithologist, which we'll discover later on, and also a great friend of the quartet. William Hugh Holt, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to edit in a, a huge round of applause in right there. Yes, yeah. a roaring. <laughs> what Wait, what stadium size do you, you don't Yeah, what's... Right <laughs> William, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah? I'm yeah. slowly getting caffeinated again. Mm. Good. Yes. So, that two o'clock caffeination. Go. Hopefully, you don't crash straight into the ground at That's a thousand right. miles an hour. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we all know that, like, we're, we're living inside now. We don't know what time of day it is. It could be, you know, one fifty-one a.m. For all we know. That's so true. <laughs> you know? Know. Yeah. You know, this is freaking me out a little bit. For to those of you um, joining us on the video, William and Tyler look eerie. Eerily, Almost very similar. <laughs> yeah, with the coffee mug and the buzz cut and the glasses and the facial hair, it's it's very weird. And I've been See, doing push-ups, so like I might be approaching his level of musculature too. So. And I haven't been doing push-ups, so we're meeting so in probably, the middle. Yeah, you're <laughs> probably. <laughs> but it's it's yeah. funny because I'm getting to the point with this buzz cut. Right, I thought it was cute. I'm going into quarantine and being like, oh ha ha he he. I'm not seeing anyone. I'm gonna buzz it. So I do. And now I don't know what to do with it because it just starts growing out, and I, I look like a chia pet that just Dude. is not. <laughs> you hit the kiwi phase. <laughs> the kiwi phase. Oh, and so I don't know what to do. I'm like, do I just like shorten the sides or do I do it all again? And so, you know, mm. it, it's Tough it's very short lived. I know. I think you should just let it You're go. You're not gonna shave group two into it. <laughs> oh jeez, that'll be a branding <laughs> rather than a shave. I'll have Adam come over and just singe it onto the top of my head. <laughs> I'm from Texas, so I have a, a branding iron somewhere yeah. lying around here. <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered how that works. Like, do you is there like a typeface that you can slide into it? Like, how do you? Do they have you mean how do you custom? Yeah, like how do you yeah. write? Like, I love you, Jennifer Aniston. If you right, write, well, you yeah, know, a lot of I mean, a lot of these people they they all do it themselves. When I was in Boy Scouts, um, we would go on hiking when it was in Philmont or whatever. Uh, a lot of these people will are like for amateur forgers too, and they'll make the metal themselves with their brand or whatever. Um, and then you shave the the uh, hair off of the cow for where you want it because it has to be shaved. Because then if you burn the hair, then it's all kinds of trouble. And then um, so there you go. The, I won't go cow, too far. But does the cow just like stand like stand there and take it? Like uh, the cow doesn't like it, but it's a, it's a short lived. So <laughs> it's, okay. Wow. I've actually, I, forget, I don't know who I heard this from. I, I might have just dreamt this, but um, there was someone or something that was saying that cows don't mind that type of thing. Really? And I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. Did they <laughs> so, ask the cow? It, it, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the cow's just like, the cow's like more no, chicken. I, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's true. Uh, somebody listening to this, uh, please fact check me. Send me a private email, scathing email. That's mm -hmm. the only ones that I really read. So. I can't wait until we start getting mail. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, oh we should God. have an, a mail opening like segment, just like <laughs> yeah, unboxing. Yeah, an uh, <laughs> unboxing segment. Guys, the PO box is closed. Please stop sending me <laughs> gallons of Elmer's glue in the PO box. The PO box is now closed. <laughs> Yeah, we should have that. That'll be fun. Um, I always used to watch those videos as a kid. You know, I feel like cow branding videos. No, 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 oh. no. Unboxing, no, unboxing. Videos. Yeah. unboxing. Unboxing. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. 
cow branding videos. That's more of a Texan thing, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, but I mean, I was. <clears throat> so I was uh, like, growing up, I feel like, Adam, I might have been talking to you about this, but we are the YouTube generation. You know, like, grew yeah. up. Yes. Maybe more so your generation than mine, really, but. I used to go up and watch these unboxing, and it was the funniest stuff that I've ever seen in my entire life. I was just like, oh, my God, he got scissors in the mail. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. He got old Pokemon cards from 1996. <laughs> wow. You know? Or it's like, a, it's like a fan drawing of someone. It's, like, and it's, just, <laughs> it's not good. My it's favorite ones where they're, like, Dude, complaining yeah. no. about the packaging of a particular product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I don't know why they couldn't have, like, made this look better. You're like, it's just a box. Like, but you're the only one who cares. My favorite one is when they hold the package up to the mic, and there's very clearly moving rocks inside. It's like... <laughs> See, I'm not opening that. I'm not going to open that yeah. on camera, yeah. because there's going to be some sort of... You know, thing that hops out at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, well, okay, so one thing that we like to do here on Rehearsal Time uh, with Group 2 is a uh, weekly check-in. Um, and so this is going uh, through everyone's, uh, everyone will tell one thing about their week that they really like to talk about. Um, we usually start in the quartet, um, but why don't we start with William, our esteemed guest today. William, could you give us a check-in this week? Uh, of something that you deem is worthy to talk about? I would love to. Yes. But I feel like nothing happened this week except <laughs> mundane, <laughs> mundane household things, you know? Like, that's how, like, like the other day, I, like, when I was just going over in my mind right now, I'm like, you know what? The other day, I, like, um, didn't do the dishes right away after I made a meal. Like, whoa. Yes. Scandalous. Yeah, that's like, the oh change. My God. It's like, <laughs> no. There's so many. It's like a little I can't microcosm. Deal with this. <laughs> you yeah, did play I mean, a fire Brahms yesterday. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, thank you. By the way, yeah, um, yeah Tyler and uh, a couple of friends um, from our undergraduate degree and my girlfriend also joined um, to just play for each other, which was really helpful. Like I, I don't know about you guys, but I always need like the the sense of like impending doom to push me yeah. to like no, finish a piece. Like I can I learn can. it. Like. 60%. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, to get any further than that needs, yeah. like, a little bit of a external push. So, yeah, yeah, it was really great. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, as, like, people who know me know that I love dogs. And um, I have two dogs, in fact, with my girlfriend. And um, they're, like, enjoying the quarantine because their people get to hang out with them. Um, yes. But I think it's starting to get to them because, like, one of them has just been... <laughs> shitting all over the floor <laughs> like, like literally <laughs> yes and so like at the most oh, inopportune no. times like i was supposed to join a zoom call at like 10 o'clock this morning and at like 9 59 p.m he, there he is and he's just doing his thing and you know oh, like i wish we could all be like that in a way it's like yeah it, shit yeah. happens like, inside yeah. and out and you know yeah that's the most exciting, genuinely the most exciting thing that happened to me this entire week. That's the only reason I bring it up. Not because I think it's good content, not even because I want to tell this story, but just because like I literally have nothing else to hear. So William's, William's dog that he's referring to, uh, I haven't heard this before. This is the first time that I'm listening to this, but William's dog that he's referring to is, I'm assuming Toby. His name is Toby. This was not Toby. <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh, okay. This so was the good one. Whoa. That's so how William I really has... know something is up. Yeah. Yeah. William and Kelsey um, have two dogs, 
um, Toby and uh, Lionel. And yeah. so Lionel is the good boy. He's always been the good boy. Lionel has always been the dog that you sit down on the couch, and it doesn't matter if you've walked in the house for the first time or if you walked in the house for the 1,000th time, he will hop up on your lap and just whoop, and he's big, and so he's just like, he's like a weight blanket. And when you scratch him in the right place, he goes, <laughs> and that's, that's his noise. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. No, I mean, he's, he's like so emotionally astute that like, You've heard of therapy dogs? I think he might be a therapist dog. Like he's, wow. he's a, he might be like medically certified to just work through your emotions for you. <laughs> but Without yeah, the big check. That's you know, that's why I think it's it's not just, you know, not just a regular quarantine. Like this is right. we're yes. hitting like mega quarantine level. <laughs> yeah. Even the dogs are like, hey man, this isn't cool. Yeah. I I've spent all day in the house for the past however long I've been alive, and now I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> right, like, yeah. as a human being capable of understanding time in my own limited way, like, this has been awful enough, but imagine if you had no concept of time. <laughs> <laughs> no not. ability to tell one moment yeah. from another. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a, a, an everlasting now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, in and of itself, something to be, you know, something to strive for, but never something to admire. <laughs> oh All right. God. Adam, you're up. What's a good check-in for you, man? Just a quick check-in. You know, last night I was I was going on a walk, and it was beautiful. Anybody in Michigan last night? It was one of those evenings where there was a breeze, and it was the perfect temperature just to walk around. And I was walking with my headphones on, and then I thought, I just take the headphones off. And I took my headphones off, and I just heard the birds and um, the wind. And there was no one on campus. This was a north neighborhood by the dorms, but there was no one out there. And I just sat in front of the dorms and for like 20 minutes and just listened. Wow. Look at you. To What'd you learn? What's one thing that you learned? Uh, well, some of the stuff is a little is a little too deep, I think, to mention on the podcast. <laughs> okay. But I had a lot Respect. of, uh, uh, I think, uh, some um, spiritual awakening mm, last night in a way. So. Hey, yeah. nice. Eric, you want to go? Uh, I have some. Actually, it happened this morning. Um, so, uh, just I, in time for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> specifically for the podcast, actually. No, uh, but what did I, you do? <laughs> <laughs> I got I got al- I got allergy tested. Um, so recently, Adam uh, tagged me in a in a post where someone was uh, trying to give away their their cat because you know they had conflicts with their dogs and it's like oh maybe i can get a cat finally and also uh i feel like uh i think jeff was tagged in it by connor micula as well so you know they've been egging <laughs> we're both us, coming egging to get us on to get a cat and i was like okay let's let's find out once and for all whether or not i'm actually allergic and uh i you know they i didn't know how this any of this works and so they prick your back yep um yep. yeah and uh, oh. oh yeah, so it's, I, it's, I have no idea awful. what's going on back there, you know. And I'm lying down <laughs> on my stomach, <laughs> and as she's as she, as the the technician is walking away, she's like, "Oh yeah, you're having reaction." So it's it wasn't even like it was like a couple seconds before I. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a yep, that's a yep, thing. That's a reaction. Um, and come to know, I've I've realized I've also have other allergies that uh it's like you know grass um yep. Yep. oh and <laughs> that's, a, that's but i've been going through like i've been just like 
going through life taking it you know like i've yeah. just been yeah <laughs> you didn't even know yeah yeah man so, well, um, are we talking about like are we talking about like oh give me some of that claritin i'll be clear claritin clear <laughs> like that kind of allergies like you can easily suppress them when some the of, need arises yeah i feel like some of them are mild although that they were saying that i should like look into some immuno sh- uh like shots immunotherapy oh. shots or something but um in particular, the cat one was kind of like was stronger. Uh, right. uh, I know. Well, okay, okay. So Did she say that you can get? But I've been fine. Like I, I, hang out, I hang out with Gandalf. I hang out with Lily, um, yeah. who are the cats of of, of our other cats quartet of group mates. Two. Cats of group two. Yes. And Sans like, two. It's chill. Like I don't I don't touch my face and it's fine. But. Yeah. Okay, question though. Did you ask her if these are something that you can grow out of? I've read that you can grow out of cat allergy. If you're exposed to it. it it's like your uh, your uh, baby bed and then it's like okay, I need a twin or a full <laughs> yeah. Graduate from graduate from the crib already. Maybe yeah. once yeah. I get my master's. 2020. <laughs> yeah, once right. I graduate with my master's, I'll be able to. <laughs> no, but I, I I think like with the sh- honestly probably with like a little bit more medication I'd be fine completely, okay. but I I'm not sure. You have to hop you up on some pills in order to come over to the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I'm sorry about that check-in. That's a bummer. I mean. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'm glad I did it. Um, good. Now good you know. To know. I, I won't change anything about my behavior, honestly, though. <laughs> now you just good know. Good to know. Why. Yeah, I just yeah. know. And hey, Excellent. Yeah. If, if it's like, you know, if you're allergic to grass, like that's an excuse not to not to mow the lawn or anything. I'm, I'm assuming you probably don't need to do that right now because you're in an apartment. But, you know, for honestly, future, you'd be like, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm allergic. Well, I the just, thing is, too, yeah. I'm like I grew up in desert and dirt and like so coming to Chicago and then coming to Michigan, like there's just so much more green than ever before. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But it's fine. Like, I don't know. Yeah. For context, William, that's Arizona. <laughs> Desert and dirt. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> where, where, where we spent some like time hell, together. But then I, was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I grew up in one of Dante's and the circles of Dante's Inferno. Like, wow, like, dropping yeah. dropping some that's literature cool. on us. <laughs> yeah, check that out. So wow. you're just like you're just the new kid, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the way from Arizona to be accosted by allergens <laughs> up in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Evan, let's do a check in for you, man. Oh geez, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm pretty much with William. Like, I don't. I, I don't feel not. like mu- much no. has happened. I don't Evan, have dogs. Listen, you can't be with William because you've been a part of this podcast for how many? How many? Po- how many episodes now? This is episode three. So you know that this is a thing. You have to. I know, but I feel like there something. hasn't been like apart from like my journey with double tonguing, and oh, I'm God. just oh, no. tracking Okay, along. so I guess there like, is. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, uh, Tyler. Okay, so Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so Evan, Evan's check-in is the continuation of his uh, double twinging, which is I an did. extended technique on the saxophone. Here, yesterday I got up okay. to level forty on Elder Scrolls Online. There oh, we go. Nice. There we go. Now we're so I got three, three attribute points for getting there, and three skill points. What did you? What did you assign them to? Um, no, let me guess. 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 Okay. One of them was to smartness. So your guy's a little bit wiser, a little bit more street smart. The other one is for mega strength. So you can attribute it, you get more, a little bit more muscles, right? You can just lift a little bit more, right? And the third one is for faster speed. You can run faster. Did I get them right? 
No. No, I think I put two of them into stamina and one of them into health. Hey, that wasn't bad. I wasn't like. Hey, you were close. Uh, yeah. 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 I can't remember. I can't close. for the life of me remember what I put the skills into. I think one of them was I put into my woodworking because I'm an archer, so I can make myself Ooh. better bows. Right. Can uh, you make me a chair? No, I have. If I were to join you on the game, could I be like, hey, can you make me a chair? <laughs> it's a lie. He won't join you on the game. <laughs> yes. Please <laughs> yes. <laughs> <William> calls <laughs> me out. <laughs> I'm sorry there's to come for you that way, Tyler, but you There's you a story be, about that. I know. <laughs> Actually, uh, this is really funny uh, because uh, – so this is what happens. Um, the, uh, uh, a group of friends that we all knew from Greensboro, um, they were um, – they're into World of Warcraft, William being one of them. Um, just, just new. Uh, William, would you say this is new for you? Yeah, I, so my, my check-in was almost that my warlock is nine levels away from max – which is Ooh, level 111. Wow. 111. After the expansion, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. I had to get the expansion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so proud these of guys, it, but... <laughs> no, be, these proud, guys, be proud. These guys reach out to me, and they're like, hey, uh, do you want to join World of Warcraft? And at the time, I was like, oh, my God, that would be awesome. Like, yeah. I used to play RuneScape when I was a kid. We just talked about this last episode. So I was like, oh, man, this would be really nice to, like, kind of re juvenate this uh, MMORPG? Yes? No? Maybe? Yep. Um, I don't know if that's... Okay. Uh, this kind of, like, pastime. And so I get on, and I'm just kind of like, oh, man. Like, A, it takes a long time to level, because you need to do just a bunch of quests. And it B, I started <clears throat> I started transcribing and arranging and, and composing, really, on Sibelius, which is a notation software, uh, all at the same time. And so I found myself doing that a lot more, and then I... <laughs> the group chat would be blowing up, like, on tonight? On tonight? And I'm just like, oh, shit. I can't do, like, tonight. <laughs> but I want to do it. Maybe tomorrow. And then I would just get lost again and spend a bunch of time doing other things. And then uh, I call William, and he's like, hey, man, don't worry about it. Like, it's fine. It's fine. But I still feel bad. <laughs> no, that's cool. You, you don't have to play with this. It's, 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 no, no, it's, it's not cool. We only invited you. And I, played, I did play one raid. I played one raid. And uh, I was a little dwarf, dwarven guy, and I was the lowest level. Everyone else has, like, these giant swords, and, like, they're surrounded by a mythical aura. And I have, like, a sash. Tyler, Tyler you know how you get more weapons and, and abilities, Tyler? How? You play with your friends. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're oh. right. <laughs> you're right. I deserve it's it. Good. You know? it's, just, it's a game. It's a game, you know. You don't have yeah. Life is you a don't game. Have to play. I'm not going to make you play it if you don't want to play it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uncle. That was a, okay. That's a good check-in, Evan. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Uh, that yeah. Was a good that um, Tyler, so I, you're, do you have a check-in? I do, and it is. It has to do with you two, uh, Adam and Eric, and you know no exactly way. what this is. So oh, yesterday, yeah. I called. Uh, we were. We were. It was beautiful. Oh, it was a beautiful day in Michigan. And I, uh, I message. We're like talking in the quartet, and uh, I message uh, Adam, and I'm like, Hey, McDonald's breakfast. Like, you want to just hop in the car, go to McDonald's, get McDonald's breakfast, because I love McDonald's breakfast, and so does he. And he's like, LOL, yes. So we get in the car. I go and drive, get him, and I, I message Eric. And I'm like, hey, man, do you want anything from McDonald's? And he's like, oh, I just ate. And I'm like, don't worry. I'll get you some hash browns, because I know my boy. Come on. Ah, look at that face. That's and so, <clears throat> so we go to McDonald's. Uh, uh, Adam and I are just having a good time. It's all good. Everybody's in a good mood get all the stuff, we're talking up a storm, go in, and I, who do I see that comes out? It's Eric and his roommate Jeff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen these guys in such a long time. And so it just like filled my heart up to the brim. 
uh, with some joy. Everybody yes. loves some some good joy. And so I was like, oh, man, it's so nice seeing you guys. And then I dropped Adam off, went home, and that was an excellent start to that day. So that's my that's my weekly check-in here. That was Give really nice. Three, and then we three had a McDonald's meeting. hash browns, too. Mm. Yep. Those yep. are so good. Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone knows. knows. Are... We don't have to mention it. Yeah, yeah. so everybody is just... All right, so we we really wanted to make this podcast, Group 2, really wanted to make this podcast an opportunity to bring um, people that were friends, people that are in different parts of the arts, people that are in different communities to come on and talk about what they do. Um, and uh, so we wanted to start with William. Uh, William is a pianist, um, and uh, William uh, is was, was born and raised in North Carolina. <clears throat> Again, went to University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Which, which is where I met him, truly a good friend. And uh, William is one of the more interesting people that I've ever met in my life because um, he has attributes besides music, <laughs> such as worldliness, as in traveling to places in Europe. And one of the topics that I wanted to cover today was his, his time hitchhiking through Europe, which I thought was so cool. William, like when you came back, I remember this, when you came back to school, you were like talking about this, like, hey, like, I totally was, like, hitchhiking through Europe, and we were all like, oh, no. And he was like, no, I literally stuck my thumb out on the side of the road <laughs> and had people pick me up. And I was like, "Wow, what? And I don't think these guys, I didn't preface anything with these guys. Um, and so I was wondering, could, how did you get this opportunity to go to Europe? Um, uh, you're, 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 it's safe to say that you're fluent in German. I, I, maybe fluency means different something different to you, but fluent as comparative to like, you can have a conversation, you can go to Germany right now and just be like, you know, wunderbar. People will be like, <laughs> Deutschland, you know? Yeah. yeah that, that's 90% of all the conversations. Yeah. <laughs> wunderbar. <laughs> so um, what's, what's your interest in travel? What's your interest in world? Uh, was it how you were raised? Uh, your parents are really fantastic. I've met them a few times. Yeah, was great. it a, a product of your environment? Um, what would you say is such a uh, strong influence over you in terms of travel and, uh, you know, world curiosity? Yeah, uh, man, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I think that, like, for me, my love of travel just comes out of um, getting to sort of, like, it's an interaction with places and with people, right? So, like, on, on the one hand, you have, like, going and meeting different people from all over the world, which ironically, when you travel, you tend to meet more people from other parts of the world than you do the part of the world that you're currently traveling in because you're sort of a traveler. <laughs> so you <laughs> tend to lump together with a bunch of travelers. So like, you know, when you go to Europe and backpack or whatever, you're almost always with a bunch of Australians. And <laughs> 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 you know? but, um, but the other thing is like, I, I just love exploring um, the idea of place, you know, because I think we're so used to thinking of like places as being interchangeable, especially here in the States where like anywhere you go in this country, you can expect to find the same chain stores and kind of everyone speaks pretty much the same English. You know, you can tell if someone's from the South or from the Bronx or, you know, there's many different American dialects, but we all pretty much speak the same way. And we all share common cultures and even though there's like a lot of political division in the country, like we all pretty much think of ourselves as American. Um, and it's really surprising to learn like when the first time I learned that it wasn't that way in all parts of the world. And like the first time I really experienced it was when I just got hooked on 
exploring like this concept of just different places being different um you know like italy only existed as a like an entire unified country in like the since the mid 1800s like 1860s Mm. like that and before then it was a patchwork of like all of these different um states like independent states and in city states even like rome and naples um and all of these places have different dialects everybody speaks differently they have different foods you know um different styles of architecture and so like Europe is the place that I know best because that's where I've done most of my traveling. But um, but the, just like exploring that is what is most enticing to me about traveling. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. Get it? All that all that architecture. Does it become overwhelming at all? Like oh the, my god, literally. Yes. Tra- <laughs> yes. Like traveling to like thirty minutes in one direction and you see stuff completely different sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Like, it it just is like over. It's completely overwhelming and like. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't get enough uh, press. So I studied abroad. That was the longest that I was abroad for. And I did a lot of like summer trips over to Europe before and after. But um, the longest period I was there was for about five and a half months um, in the spring of 2015. And like five months is a long time to just think to yourself like, oh, I need to be traveling and exploring the world for this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> because like after you know six weeks of just going from different city to different city and like looking at museums and giant buildings like it's you lose all track of anything like i would wow. just go to into another enormous city and be like there's a giant building that's like more impressive than anything wow. i've ever seen before and yeah. i just wouldn't be able to i just couldn't i felt no emotion inside completely just a husk oh that's cool yeah it sort of bummed me out because in the moment i was like oh i'm not appreciating this at all but it's it's not that way it's just like the human brain has limitations at least mine does oh, like i yeah. just couldn't take it yeah. all <laughs> your brain just shuts down like a shitty oh, yeah. dell computer yeah i mean like <laughs> like you you Pew. that's the crazy thing about europe to me too is that like you you know you can go around uh america and or even if you you go around lansing it's like oh the oldest oldest building here is it's like that kroger across the street or something (laughs) and then uh then you go to europe and then everywhere the buildings from like 1600s or like something like way back you know and that that's shocking yeah what's the oldest building that you were do you remember the age of like the oldest building that you were in during your time? I, saw, I definitely saw some buildings from like the early medieval. That's like like eleven like hundreds. I guess actually when I was in Rome, I saw some buildings that were older than that. It's like Pompeii is, oh, um, or Naples, I should say, because Pompeii wow. is close to Naples. But, um, but yeah, it, it blows your mind. Like most mm-hmm. of the buildings are from the nineteenth century, I think. Okay, mm. by and large. But yeah, um, but yeah, and it's just like the the physical beauty of some of these places is just like even even the nature like i you you always think of like europe as being like super civilized and there's giant cities everywhere and all this architecture but like for me one of the the things i discovered when i was hitchhiking was the alps like they just blew my mind they're so beautiful (laughs) and so natural like that's my my happy place what's yeah um yeah i was gonna actually bring that up what what are some most memorable hitchhiking stories okay so the the hitchhiking the reason i did it was because i i wanted to to get fluent in german and i felt like i wasn't getting fluent 
from just, you know, the fact that it was too easy for me to kind of like Google my way through, you know, schoolwork or whatever. <laughs> you need or, the immersion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was hard for me to get, like, I, I lived in this awesome, like kind of dormitory where there were like eight rooms in a big common area. And like all of these international students, it was so good. It was like a really great group of people. Um, but it was kind of hard for me to like truly like go days at a time and not speak any English. So I really wanted to give that a shot. And um, yeah, so I just <laughs> I That's did what crazy. anybody would do. I just started hitchhiking. How, okay, so what was it? You hear all these things all the time. Oh, don't no, uh, don't do it. You know, you, a don't pick it up anybody hitchhiking yeah. because they're gonna like ha ha ha. You know, steal steal your money. You know, or, or B don't hitchhike because they're gonna be like, hey, want to hop in my car? Lock the door. You know, you yeah. hear all these stories. But what was it? I'm sure it wasn't like that for you. You're here, so well, I didn't. I didn't have very much money with me, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> Give me all your money. All right, I have here two you euros. Enjoy, buddy. <laughs> like I hope it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Buy I, some uh, big red. Yeah. <laughs> I I also like. I didn't have a smartphone, which kind of like boggles my mind. Wow. Then, but that was back in back in 2015. Like I was still using the old flip phone at home oh. and that was like useless in <laughs> Germany. So I just didn't, I had like a little like prepaid phone with me. So I was like, if I need to call, you know, for an ambulance, I can do it. But right. Um, so I like didn't have any maps. I had like a little digital camera with me. Um, what? I had, I had what? like bought a physical map from a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh. How yeah. big was it? How big was it? How big? It was, was it? enormous. I'm pretty sure I still have it. Actually, <laughs> you keep folding it. <laughs> yeah. It's no, enormous. Like it's I felt like like Christopher Columbus or something without the, the blatant racism. You yeah. Know? Yes. <laughs> so I I um I started I spent like two and a half weeks hitchhiking, and I it was during like a long break that the German schools have, um, at least in South Germany, where it's like for kind of Pentecost, I think, is the holy day that it's around. Yep, it's coming um, up next weekend. Oh. Actually, it is, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was like late May when I when I hit the road. So, um, And the reason I decided to do it was because I had always, like, dreamed of hitchhiking. Um, and Germany is has had a, a hitchhiking culture for a long, long time, but it's pretty much extinct now. Like, everybody who picked me up was like, do people still hitchhike? <laughs> oh and I was like, I, I'm doing it. Like, uh, uh, Wunderbar! <laughs> yeah. Wunderbar, Wunderbar. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, the, the weirdest thing was like, when I first started, like, it, I was so terrified. I was just like, I had the worst stage fright imagine. in my life. Like, I literally, it took me like an hour to get up the courage to just like, put my thumb out but when i did someone yeah. picked me up within like five minutes and i was on the road. Wow. Like, wow. like that first ride was the easiest thing i've ever gotten and i i hitchhiked from like southern germany all the way to the border with switzerland um down past switzerland and to this little country called Liechtenstein, which is the sixth smallest yes. country in the world yes wow and i wanted to walk across Liechtenstein, which is like kind of <laughs> pizza slice shaped so it's like okay. very pointy at the top and kind of broad at the base so which and part did you walk did you just get a little slice or did you go no i went all the way down i was like <laughs> yes! i'm gonna walk the six smallest Atta country boy. i'm gonna walk it the long way yeah which was still like 20 miles like not very far oh 
Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I like I walked across Liechtenstein and that took me like three days because I it's also very mountainous. So I like went up into the mountains a little oh bit my and God. came back down. What Legs were sore. It rained you were like almost the entire time. That. <laughs> I bet you were just so in shape after that. Oh yeah. Oh, it was can't it was uh, so definitely the leanest I've ever been in my life. I oh that's the other part of this story is I brought a tent with me because I didn't know like where I was going to be and I didn't yeah. want to get like caught out like on the side of a highway somewhere with you know way far away from everything right um so i had like this little tent <laughs> in my <laughs> sack that i just carried with me yeah, and that was, that was, i that was like camped question. in just semi-public places which <laughs> semi-public. was basically a homeless man for like two weeks <laughs> That's an amazing experience. Oh wow. my god. It was transformational though. Like it was so cool. And the the funny thing is like you probably like I'm sure you could do it now because but I but it was um 2015 was like the first year that migration became a really big political issue in Europe. Right. Um and I remember like mm. when we first got to school, you have to register with the local um like office of immigration or whatever. And there were so many people. I was just like, why are all these people wow. here? And it's because like waves of people were coming out of Syria um, and fleeing war and like pouring into Europe. And, wow. um, and so like the summer of 2015, right after I did this trip was when like millions of people were moving out of Syria and coming into Germany and, <sighs> and Europe. Yeah. And I remember so, that like, on the news. It was a big thing. Wow. Yeah. I really felt like um, in a way, like the attitude of, many like just random sort of like working class people really change towards like i mean i'm sure that as a as a like white male you could probably still do it but it just it feels like like europe really changed that year <laughs> which seems yeah. kind wow. of crazy to say yeah. maybe i'm completely wrong but like it it definitely felt very safe pretty much all the time and i'm just not sure that like people aren't quite as willing to just you know take a risk on a stranger i don't i don't think it's because of um you know people are like less that they don't want to do that as much i think it's more just that like um it exposed some divisions in just society and yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know i mean i'm sure that oh, you that's could interesting. do it it just felt like it's kind of the a bookend of an, of yeah. an era in a oh way. yeah yeah um, absolutely that's crazy um yeah, is, yeah. Could you uh, go in? Was this uh, <clears throat> you went to go see a, a, a fairly well-known European pianist during yes. this? Was it during the same time? Oh my God! It actually was same I'm, trip. Oh. Yeah, I'm surprised you remember that because yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I do remember that, but I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, you should retell that story. I, okay. I I don't remember if it was the same time or not that you went to yeah, Europe. Yeah, it was. I was oh, I was wow. literally hitchhiking. This, this is the craziest. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I uh, so yeah, I was in. It was about halfway through the trip. So I was in Innsbruck, Austria, um, which is so pretty. It's really beautiful. Um, and I happened to see a flyer that Mark andre Hamlin was going to be playing a concert in the village, like, mm. next over. And he's a really, really well-known French-Canadian, or a Canadian pianist, um, who probably has, like, one of the best techniques of anybody alive today. Like, he can wow. literally play anything. His repertoire is immense. So I was like... At you, Marta. <laughs> I gotta do it. <laughs> so I, I like, I got tickets to it, and like the next day I took the train over, and I, I'm pretty sure, 
Okay, yeah, I'd stayed in a hostel the night before, but, like, I had nowhere to put my things, so I, like, had to carry everything that I had with me, with me, so I was, like, holding a sleeping bag <laughs> and, like, a giant hiking backpack, and I obviously, like, was not dressed for a formal concert or something. It was in this, it was right across from this Swarovski, or Swarovski oh, crystal factory. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, where they make, like, yeah. Swarovski crystals. It's, right. That's so it cool. It was right there. Oh, my goodness. And it was, goodness. like, the most immaculate little hall. Everybody was dressed so nicely. And then I was just, like, a slob. What? <laughs> what were you dressed pretty much exactly like this. Oh. And I just, like, walked in. And they they were, like, oh, right this way, sir. Like, super oh, funny. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then, Please, like, sir. Hamlin came out and played this concert. It was amazing. Like, flawless. And, uh... Yeah, afterwards I uh, asked like this guy if he would take my picture outside of the the place and we started talking and he was like, "Oh my god, I I have to hear like more about this hitchhiking story." So we like went out to dinner together. <laughs> <laughs> like him and his family, we all went and ate sushi and in- yeah, <laughs> sushi. You went with this family. Oh, wow. It was so wow. great. Like, that's, was, uh, that's a yeah. beautiful story. Oh, that's so good. good. So actually, this actually, this is a great segue, Adam, Like into uh, your your time speci- uh, with the piano. You know, William is a pianist, a uh, classical pianist, and doing other things. I remember for my birthday last year, uh, um, <clears throat> I asked you if you could play Happy Birthday for me in like uh, Corey Henry kind of like funk and you were like, okay, what do you want? I was like, I want uh, Happy Birthday in Funk 9-8 in the style of like uh, like Snarky Puppy or, or something like that. And you were like, sure thing. And it's the most hip thing I've ever had on my phone to this day. <laughs> oh so he's got God. chops. He's got different stylistic chops. <clears throat> and um, for the longest time, well, uh, how many years after Greensboro? Maybe three years at the Steinway Gallery? Almost three, yeah. Almost three years, yeah. So... <clears throat> You know, when, when William under, uh, graduated with his undergraduate degree from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, he worked at the local Steinway Gallery, which Greens, which was new to Greensboro at the time. Yeah, almost and, brand new. Yeah, and it was a... Could you talk a little bit about that side from going to, like... You know, William, I, I, I define you as a player. You know, when, when I sit down <laughs> to hear William play, I'm like, you know, there's a... Yeah, there there is a there is a level of playing that you kind of like demonstrate that I'm just like it's very attention grabbing for me. But how was that really different with selling the actual instrument? Um, yeah, it was profoundly different. Like the very <laughs> first thing that my um, boss said was like, "Don't play for the customers." <laughs> He was like, if you play oh. for them and you sound too good, you might like scare them wow. off. Oh my god, which is crazy. You're so are you are you that. sitting there like uh, honking out uh, chopsticks for them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like occasionally, I would like just try to try to mess with them, like not in a in a malicious way, but I would sure, just like sure. you know dumb it down a little bit out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it just sound like non-threatening, you know, non-threatening. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that, it was honestly it was one of the best experiences of my life. Like I, it was so helpful on a personal level on a professional level and it was just like so good to be in this like community of people like pianos are kind of a funny thing you know they're objects that like or they're tools you know but they're also objects that people just love so right. even non-musicians just aesthetically like pianos and sometimes like yep. in fact most of the pianos it shouldn't really be a surprise but <laughs> most of the pianos that we sold particularly the nice ones went to people who either could play very little or like not at all wow you know which if you look at like the paycheck of most pianists 
Starts to make a little more sense. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> but, but, yeah, a a it, nice grand Steinway looks great in a nice house. It does. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. an aesthetic, you know, aesthetic, yeah. uh, display right. piece. Um, but yeah, the people that you work with, particularly like Steinway is a special case, I think, because they're just so cool. Um, yeah. And yeah. like in many ways, like the people who had careers with Steinways, like always loved the pianos. And it was like, it was just it felt like it was a part of you when you were in that environment. Like you just wow. took on a little bit of that same feeling of like, Oh wow, this is really prestigious and cool. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's insane. Oh, that's see, that's how you build a brand right there. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, and I mean, as an outsider coming in, William, and I, William and I would rehearse in this gallery, you know, whenever we needed to play for any gigs coming up <clears throat> during his time working there. And it's crazy because we have maybe one or two shops for the saxophone that are just saxophone. You know, you yep. go in, there's a shop in like UK, right guys? And then there's yeah. maybe like one shop in the United States or something, but yeah, these Steinway, yeah, in, in LA, so so like sprinkled yeah. throughout, but these Steinway galleries are numerous and the, the owner of the Steinway gallery owns three? Or, three or at two? this point, yeah. Three. They just added one. Um, and so it's, it's amazing walking in there and just seeing, it's a different vibe, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just go in and you, you know the people there. They don't necessarily even that 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 sell them. They don't necessarily even play very well. They just love, like you were saying, William, love the instrument itself. Yeah. The sound, the the meaning behind the word Steinway. Um, it went so deep for me. Um, after spending some time with you in there and listening to you tell stories about it. But well, um, and one of the best parts was like getting to visit as part of the training. They take you to New York. And you visit the factory where they're no where way, they're made. and the goodness. factory is really it's like some parts of it are really old. They go it like dates back to the 1800s. Um, Whoa! And like mm. the, it's in Queens, um, and so it's like a, a, a factory like right across from Manhattan. Like you can just see the skyline right there. Oh wow! Jeez. And uh, and the Steinways, you know, it's now it's kind of a niche product because not that many people buy pans, but it used to be in. America, like particularly in the early 20th century, a piano was one of like, you know, 10 things that every middle class family had to have. Like you had a dining room table and like a yeah. freaking chest of drawers and you probably had a <laughs> piano in your house. And so they were like, they were cranking pianos out. And the Steinways got super rich and um, they profoundly influenced the kind of cityscape of New York, particularly in, in Queens. So like they actually started building a subway tunnel from Queens, like the You're Steinways kidding. did. What the? <laughs> yeah. And like when the, uh, when the MTA became a thing, they took that over and, and basically finished the subway tunnel out. So like now half of that tunnel is the Steinway tunnel. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Know. You know, and if you go to Queens, like oh, there's like Steinway street, Steinway place, like it just really is everywhere. That's amazing. So, okay, yeah. so what what would you say is one of the biggest lessons that you got um, from working at Steinway, just taking away? I know there are many of them, but if you had to pick. Yeah. I mean, like, certainly as a musician, it gave me, like, such a deep respect for the craft of making musical instruments. It taught me, like, how little I in, even intuitively understood about the piano. And even wow. about, like things as basic as like producing sound on the piano, you know? And unfortunately, most pianists don't have a very intimate relationship with their instrument because we don't get to play the same instrument all the time. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So even on a technical, you know, like level, 
a lot of pianists don't know how sound is produced in the instrument. And once you've like spent, you know, a year and a half like playing 20 different pianos a day, you start to really understand how like actions <laughs> differ and, and how, you know, all of that relates to how the instrument makes sound. But, wow. um, but yeah, I mean, it just like particularly really good technicians and what they can do to instruments and like that's that's like art you know that exists on the same level of detail as like conducting and music theory like it's just it's so um it's not mathematical it really is like it it really is like art you know there's so many subjective elements to it so it just gave me a profound respect for people who actually know what they're doing in relation to the instrument (laughs) you know (laughs) like now in a way i feel like less qualified to just go around and be like oh i like this piano i don't like this piano (laughs) wow uh but yeah it's 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 pretty impressive like what what about on the business what about on the business side yeah interpersonal side gosh like I feel like I am, in some ways, I'm kind of an introvert. Like, I don't really get a lot of energy from being around people. I enjoy being around people, but I'm not like, oh, this really, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel tired after, like, after hanging out for hours with people. Mm-hmm. Some people are, like, you know, not that way. And I feel like selling pianos made me have to be an extrovert. It was, like, constantly pushing me outside of my comfort zone. Because, like, who is... Who wants to ask someone to spend like a hundred thousand dollars on a piano? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one. I was definitely Could not mentally prepared. You spend hundred thousand dollars for me. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. But you, I, I learned like pretty quick to not judge people. Like, you know, yeah. some people who did not look like they would buy a piano bought pianos, and some yeah. people who looked like they could totally buy a piano did not buy pianos. Yeah. And what, yeah. like you just realize that everybody has the story and wow. you're probably going to have to listen to it if you want them to buy a piano. Wow. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the most expensive piano that you've sold? Oh, it was definitely a Spirio. It's a player oh. piano that Steinway makes and it was at the time like the 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 price tends to go up with time because the materials are really expensive and difficult to source. Right. So um, at the time, it was probably like a $95,000 instrument. Whoa! It was a good day. <laughs> it was a good day. That doesn't compute in our saxophone brains. No, that doesn't. <laughs> we, can't, we don't that, have that much heavy weight to that put on That number doesn't like, register. <laughs> That's insane. That wasn't just a good day. That was a good uh, six months. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Did you have anybody... I still like, lived in like a student apartment, like student yeah. quality housing. So I was just like uh, saving so much money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your bank account was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who did you steal from? <laughs> so oh, so man, would there amazing. ever be people that would like just slap down a check and be like, yeah, that's mine? Yeah. You know, the weirdest thing is that's how wow. I sold like most of the really expensive ones. Because like you didn't sell very many, like very, very expensive pianos comparatively, uh-huh. you know, right. but like. When someone has the money to spend $100,000 on, like, a piano, it doesn't really matter what the price tag of that piano is anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. if yes, you yeah. can sell the product, then it's there. And so, in some ways, like, one of the most valuable lessons I learned just, like, a, as, a, as a musician out of this was that, you know, you get what you ask for in some ways. And mm. conversely, like, people tend to pay what they think something is worth. So if they think the piano is only worth 
you know, $3,000, they're never going to be motivated to spend, you know, $100,000 on it. But right. if you can help them to understand why it's worth more, in some ways that price tag starts to work for you. Like, you know, so yeah. It, it, yeah. for example, if you were pricing private lessons and you thought like, oh, I'm going to undercut the market and come in at like $15 an hour, <laughs> people will think that you're not a very good teacher <laughs> because they're like, he's only charging 15 an hour. But if you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. really great at teaching, yeah. I'm going to charge 60 an hour, then, you know, right. conversely, it like motivates some people to actually want that more because they're like, oh, it's more expensive. Right. It must be better. And, uh, right. you know. Wow. Yeah, what a it's, good rule to live by. <laughs> Wow. It works yes. for us. I mean, <laughs> it, it does, you know. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, well, um, Adam, is it time? It's time. Time. All right. Time. Would you like oh, to head it time. out? Would you like? So to talk uh, you about know what? This? While I get this set up, uh, it'll take me <laughs> yes. about a minute. But uh, William, can you just kind of talk to us about birds and your your fascination <laughs> with them and how and maybe just like a one minute you know uh, elevator pitch of your relationship with birds? Okay. Birding for me began very young. I was probably like 10 years old when I first started learning about birds. And what you learn about birds pretty quickly is that they're everywhere. They're all around you all the time. So anytime that you're outside, you can just look up and see a bird. Um, (laughs) But there aren't that many different kinds of birds. There's only about 10,000 different species of birds in the world. Which fascinates me. I thought there were millions. like You'd think, but there's only 10,000 birds. And then they're in North America, like the continental area, um, there's only about 700-ish, probably wow. 740. I, I can't um, get over that. So there's really not that many different kinds of birds. You can learn most of them pretty quickly. So what that means is that when you're outside, you kind of have like a sense of your surroundings. I know it sounds very meta and weird, but like, <laughs> but it's kind of true. Like if you look up and you see a chimney swift, you're like, oh, that's because... I'm in an urban area and, you know, they're nesting in the chimney. It's just like, it's a way of constantly engaging with your surroundings. Wow. And oh, cool. that's why I like to do it. It For me, it feels like very zen. It's not like you have to, like, search particularly hard to see birds. Uh, like like I said, they're always there for you. Right. It goes back um, to the place, right? Yeah, you got to just like, tune in. It's yeah. like, <laughs> right. you well, tune in. You know, it all ties together. Today we're gonna we're gonna uh, put you to the test just a little bit, William. Uh, um, so what we did, did was study? we put together um, we put together um, nine different birds, and we have the audio here, and we're going to attempt to play them um, for you. Now uh, the budget of this podcast is is increasing and increasing, but um, uh, we'll we'll uh, we, uh, we have we might have some foreseen uh, audio problems. Just I'm playing it through my iPad over the microphone, but hopefully you'll be able to hear those nicely. Uh, so we have the first round, which um, are the easier birds, the more common birds, like the ones maybe I know, um, and uh, then we have the medium round, the hard round, and the extreme round. Extreme. So we'll we'll go through these, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you. Um, about 10 seconds maybe if you need more i can uh, i can play more some of them are shorter and then we'll see if you can identify them some of them might go fast some of them a little bit uh maybe not so (laughs) let's get started here with the first easy bird Ooh, this is exciting and just so uh we all know william we spent a grand total of 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) looking through all these birds and william does not know he he has no idea has no clue So I'm here is actually the... really scared about this because it can either be really easy or really hard. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the first right. bird. 
That's a laughing goal. <laughs> a laughing goal. Oh, nice. we'll take that. A seagull. Wow. Yes. Wow. Here we go. We yes. The, yeah. So uh, we'll edit it in a ding, ding, ding whenever you get <laughs> yeah. one. Nice. Nice. So uh, you passed the first uh, the first easy. Here's the second Here. easy one. Okay. Can you hold it up a little bit closer, uh, Adam? It's a cardinal, northern cardinal. Yes. Oh. Yes. Good job. This is exciting. Oh. I'm not even. I have nothing to I do with it, this. and it's just so it. exciting. <laughs> I'm like yes. All right, and then here is the last easy one. Can you play it again? Yes. It's still playing. Here we go. Is it a song sparrow? Yeah, it's a sparrow. So we'll yeah, take that. There we go. Right. Nice. He, he I tried, beat the game. He's he more beat specific the game. He's, than yeah, more <laughs> smarter than I am. So... We have a three for three on the easy round. Congratulations, William. This boy. Is, you get to move up to the medium round. Oh, oh, so, oh, 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 oh. I'm nervous. I'm now, nervous. My hands are sweating. Like, there's only yeah, two in hands, this round. I'm getting clammy, dude. Yeah, I, know. I didn't take my beta blockers before this. I'm yeah. being, I'm so here we go, William. Here is the first bird of the medium round. Oh my god. Okay, so it's some kind of woodpecker. It's, let me guess, is it ladder back? Ooh. No. <laughs> it's close. It's a woodpecker, yes. Uh, red-headed woodpecker. Red-headed. Oh, I should have known. <laughs> I, I think you'll get a half point for that. Absolutely. He knew it was a woodpecker, which I, I wouldn't have been able to, yeah, I, even I the clicking. I just thought those were gunshots. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Growing up in Arizona, I yeah, guess you're just used to hearing gunshots. <laughs> what happens in the desert, Eric? Yeah. Stays in the desert, Eric. The dirt oh and God. the. <laughs> and here is uh, the second one. Yes. I can tell you I've never heard that in my life. Okay, so this one's this one surprised me. Um, Wait, let me let me let me take a shot at it though. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna say it's actually like a small hawk, like a broad-winged he, hawk or something. Well, well, he's actually partly right. It's a predator. Ah. Um, you can. So you want to play it again for him? Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't make the noise I thought this bird would make. But you're right. Oh, I gotta back it up. Why is that so great? Yeah. That's the sound I make when uh, someone tells me I'm wrong in music. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this to give to give him more of a hint, it's on okay. Evan's arm. Um, on Evan's arm. Evan what? has a tattoo of this. Oh bird. what? No, hang on. Is it a bird? Yes. 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 Yeah. See, I thought it was gonna be but then yeah, it screamed and accosted me through my headphones. And I'm like, yeah. Indeed. 
That's the you word of the week. Crazy on the on the it owl sounds. It. You can check out Snowy Owl. That doesn't sound anything like what you. Think shout, out like. Shout, out shout out to Snowy Owls. Shout out to Snowy Owls. It's just like owls. screaming. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> now we'll move on to the hard round. Oh God. So Uh-oh. this one oh, uh, get a little interesting. So here's the first bird. What? I'm not gonna lie, that could be anything. Wait, I don't hear anything. (laughs) I mean, okay, it sounds like like a water bird of some kind. Yes, clearly a larger bird. Yep. Um, they don't make they don't really call that much. So I'm gonna say it's a double crested cormorant. It is actually a American white pelican, which, oh, yeah, which see, another silent but deadly bird. Yes. <laughs> so we'll we'll see if you can redeem yourself here with the second one in the hard round. Um, All right. He's still doing great. Yes. Yeah. This, oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Here's the second bird. I'm so ready. Oh man, this actually sounds kind of familiar. These are Western birds, William. Oh, no way. Okay. It's just like California distant screaming. <laughs> it does sound like that. It just sounds like screaming. Can you play it up close one more time? Yep. This is going to be the most riveting podcast segment ever. <laughs> Even up close, it sounds 18 miles away. Yeah. It sounds like it's in California it like, right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a monkey in a cage <laughs> it sounds like a monkey yeah oh my god so if you had to take a stab at it yeah i'm gonna say it's a <laughs> a black-bellied whistling duck <laughs> it is a bigger bird it is a prairie falcon was the one prairie we were looking at prairie falcon i always wanted to see one never wow. seen one. Oh, have you have you nuts never man seen I, yeah falcon. it's not on the life list still on the life list yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's some, that's some hip lingo right there yeah, yeah uh, eric and i to prepare for this we watched uh, some conan o'brien and he <laughs> goes birding um so maybe you can redeem yourself in the final round uh the let's extreme oh. round so let's go with our um our our uh first one here give me a second i have to scroll to a certain time mark <laughs> Did you guys dig deep in the Cornell lab of ornithology? Uh, oh. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> these are where we're oh, just extracting oh, deep dive. these from. Is this 20 minutes yeah. deep? <laughs> deep dive into Cornell. Oh. <laughs> were you able to pull it up, Adam? <laughs> so if you have to guess what kind of bird that was. That sounds like... Uh, like Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Justin Bieber that's, yummy? That's <laughs> so close. Justin Bieber, Bieber yummy. yummy. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> yes, the throwback. Uh, oh. It's I don't know if it's a bird native to America, but uh, on Sesame Street, the bird I know is. is there. So we were looking for a big bird. We're looking, um, <laughs> <laughs> looking for big bird there. Come on, man. Oh my god. And then, and then we got one serious one left for okay. you. And I'm here so is the, here it is. This maybe this is double or nothing. I don't know. Here we go. 
sounds like a marsh wren. Oh wait. Oh shoot, I actually know this one. I'll play it again. Oh my god, I'm gonna hate myself for this, but I, I actually know what it is. Oh. Oh. What is it? Uh, it uh, can, is, can we give him a hint? It, what's what's hint. a It's a um, it's a game a, bird. A pirate, isn't it? It's a game bird? Yeah. Yeah, you can go yeah. hunting for yes, these birds. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Is it It's like a ptarmigan or a grouse or something. One last hint, it has the name of the state it's from in it. Oh my god, okay. Ooh, nice. Is it a, a eastern bird or a western bird? I'm so sad. It's, it's a Wait, western it's bird. it's a California quail. Yes! What? Yes! What? What? No way! No way! Oh yes. no way! Okay, he wins. He yes. wins. Oh, he yes. got the extreme. Oh, that was our God. extreme. That was beautiful. Oh, oh wow. Man. And I think nice. that is wow. a great way to end wow. this podcast here with William. William Bravo. Hewlett, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. thank you for thank you. coming on Rehearsal Time with Group 2. To is everyone else, join us um, next week. We'll have another podcast with another special guest here for you. Um, yeah. Check us out on Facebook uh, at Group 2 Quartet, Instagram, www.group2.com. Uh, court, group 2 quartet.com. Uh, anything yep, did else? You want, did you want to, any, anything you wanted to plug or promote? Oh, no, but I, um, check out Third Stream Duo, check out Black Dog Duo, um, Tyler yes. and I play together, uh, and it's great, so thank you for having me on, I really appreciate oh, yeah, it. Of course. Thanks, William, Thanks this so was much. fantastic, thank you so much. Thank Perfect, you. well, uh, uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. <laughs>